What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Benji, back with Relentless Empire Podcast. Of course, I'm accompanied by my boy, DJ of all DJs, the magician, the man of mystery, my boy, Sparks. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> we have a great episode for you guys today. Uh, we have a really special guest for you guys. Um, she's a motivational speaker. She's a life coach. She's also a health coach. Uh, she does her own podcast called Katie's Crazy Corner. We thought we'd invite her down all the way from Salt Lake to our little crazy corner here today. What's going on, Katie? You guys are in BFE. Yeah. You're not really going to lie. <laughs> well, most people don't know that, but I mean, yeah. it's it ain't a bad place to be. It's an hour from me, so yeah. it was a waste. Yeah. Well, I appreciate but... you driving down. <laughs> no worries. It's definitely not Salt Lake City, that's no. for sure. No, there were a lot of fields on my way over yeah. here. Hey, well, I'll tell you what. Random. We're still out of toilet paper down here, too. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so, Katie, so tell us a little bit about you. Um, I know, like I said, you're from Salt Lake. You have your podcast. You're a motivational speaker, life coach. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, you do some modeling. I do some modeling do as, well. as well. I do as well. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just shitting you. I do not. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you. Kind of tell us your journey. I mean, you know, we like we we're excited to have you on here. Well, you know? I appreciate. That. I know we've kind of messaged back and forth on Facebook about mm-hmm. you know being on each other's podcasts and everything. So yep. we finally got you down here. So let, let's get into it. I mean, it took the plague to be down here, but no, here no, I am. <laughs> a little bit of downtime. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. Let's um. Well, so. I'll kind of go future here. So obviously, like you said, I do do Katie's Crazy Corner. And the way that that started was not on purpose, actually. So I did a podcast or a a video a while ago. I was in this challenge. It's a 14-day challenge. And in this challenge, I'm supposed to be live on Facebook for 14 days in a row to show my face. Now, again, you mentioned I modeled, so this wasn't a hard thing for me to do. I didn't mind getting online, didn't mind showing my face off. For sure. Yeah. But I did this video, and this is the first time ever in my life that I have actually spoken about what I had been through. And I had a purple handprint on my face, and I did a video about domestic violence. And I cried on Facebook live in front of everybody. That's powerful. Yeah, Yeah, it was hard. But I had more outreach from doing this video than I have on anything I've ever done in my life. So in that instant, my life changed Mm -hmm. and all of my videos, instead of being health wise and what you can do to go to sleep at night, it turned into, yeah, somebody beat the shit out of me and here I am living my life and I'm okay. So it changed. And now I speak on how to own your story, how to live your life, how to be okay. So I am that light at the end of the tunnel that, yeah, I lived through some shit, but here I am doing what I need to do today. That's no, awesome. So. Sure. That's great. That's great. And I think too, like being on Facebook live, cause I've, I've done it before and not into that extent, you know, just promoting, um, you know, relentless empire and our clothing line and everything like that. But it makes you very vulnerable oh, because yeah. there's, I mean, you're not just going against a lot of people that, you know, you're going, <laughs> you're going in front of people that just, it's, it's social media. That should mm-hmm. get shared. That's, I mean, that's, that's millions of people and that's, yeah. and that's scary. It is. And like, that's, that's amazing that you did that because that just shows to a lot of people like, Hey, if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And that's, that's awesome. I like that. Probably not as good though. It takes practice. <laughs> no, <for sure. laughs> I mean, that was the first time I had ever cried on there, but it, it was interesting to see the impact that it had made. So I went from, I don't know, three, 400 views. I don't even know where it's at it's now. Thousands. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was at 2.5, something like that. And it awesome. literally was just me crying on Facebook saying that this is what I went through. But the part of it was, was I was talking to people that um, know somebody else that might be going through it. Yeah. So how sure. to deal with it, not necessarily if you're going through it, but if you know somebody, how to handle that. Yeah, for sure. So... 
it was it was intense that's awesome that's that's awesome man that's awesome and like i said you know being vulnerable and being you know that person that people can reach out to and Mm -hmm. even just like recommend to others that are going to that same situation with you know that you went through it's like hey um now they need now they know what the signs are now they can look for them and then maybe they can direct them to you and say okay here this person can tell you how to get through it well and it's not even necessarily signs right Mm -hmm. when you're in the situation you don't know that you're in the situation. Yeah. You're truly manipulated and made to believe that you're deserving what you're going through. Or that it's normal. It yeah. is, right? And yeah. that's that's the thing that sucks. So more than what I get is people that have either come out of the situation mm-hmm. and at this point want to share their story and a lot of people don't have a have a platform or a voice to be able to do so. So what I do is I provide that safe place for people to be able to share their story at this point. But the other part of what I get is a lot of people that reach out to me for help on somebody else. Hey, yeah. I have a friend that, you is know, dealing is in, with yeah, domestic violence. Yeah, and she's afraid to go home and I don't know how to help her. Well, unfortunately, there's, you can't make her see it until she sees it. Yeah. You're not and, going to. And it's pretty vague saying that because there is like emotional, you know, abuse and there's physical oh. abuse and <laughs> there's there passive so aggressive many. stuff. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a million different variations of what can hurt somebody. And, mm-hmm. and I definitely can relate. And I know, I, I definitely feel. For any woman that's dealt with that, because I I was raised by all women. Okay. I mean, I've got two dads, but one was working and one I only seen every other weekend growing up. So I got the the wrath of five women at once. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Which is crazy, being the only boy in your family. But I definitely was raised, you know, properly to deal with women. And I definitely think that that's why I look so strongly towards uh, the women's side of things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I told my girlfriend the other day, I said... I'm pretty sure I can relate with women uh, on a large <laughs> scale of object or you know topics yeah. Yeah. and men. It's like yeah, obviously I am a guy, but you know it's it's a serious thing. And I you know mm-hmm. it not not to say there isn't women out there that could kick some guys' ass no, for sure, for sure yeah. or mm-hmm. you know beat them down mentally or whatever. But it it is a real thing, and I feel like it's more dominant towards women. Well, but that I I actually I would fight that comment yeah? at this point. Yes. All right. I agree. Because I have had more men reach out to me and tell me that they have been not necessarily a physically abusive relationship, but a very manipulative, very controlling, very mm, which all is of hard. those. Yeah. And so for a man, it takes away your masculinity, right? It oh, takes away, sure. it puts you in this position where you're going to bow down because then if you don't, you know, and then and then it comes to a point where you do show your masculinity, then you're the bad guy. No. For, yeah. So for me, I've had a lot of men come to me and tell me those things. And then I, you know, I was shocked to me because I was on the other side of it as a female. Like yeah. I was super angry at men. I guess that's that's not surprising for me now that I think about it, because, yeah, I mean, that that does seem like a pretty common thing. Mm-hmm. Well, in like recent topics now, like let's take Johnny Depp, for instance, yep. like that whole incident with him and I don't even know her name. I mean, really is really about that, re- irrelevant, I guess. But <laughs> I mean, like there was like recordings of her like being nasty and mean and like yeah. just totally just a terrible person to him. And like mm-hmm. Johnny Depp's like this like nice guy, like super like, you know, sweet. As on the far inside. as we know, that's Johnny Depp. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? And like. We see all this stuff, and now it's coming out into the into the light, and you know we're seeing his side of the story instead of just yeah. her side of the story. It's like, holy shit! Well, and that's the that's society today, right? Yeah. Men are supposed to be this certain way, and yeah. women are supposed to be this certain way. And I could have something happen, and and it, you know, I don't remember who told me the story, but somebody was telling me about a friend who went to a, a gay bar, and he was a man, and he was around women, and some woman cornered him, and. 
he couldn't do anything because if he did, it would be his problem. That'd right? be a big deal. Yeah. yeah. He, if he spoke up, if he pushed her away, whatever, she would, or he would be the one that was in trouble because he's a man. Right. Well, that's not fair. No. no. <laughs> so, I mean, me, no. for the past, I don't know how long I've been doing this, six months, I've learned so much more about how women are idolized i don't know if that's the right word but put on a pedestal for, for sure, what yeah. they're doing even yeah. though men are going through the exact same thing yeah well, yeah. well i'll have to say that i mean like I've, I've been in certain relationships where like i'm the type of guy i'll do everything i can to take care of my significant other or whoever i'm with that mm-hmm. just because i guess that's that's what men do right mm-hmm. but there's been times you know this like this past relationship where um she she left me because you know she was involved with drugs and everything like that but i just kept in this mindset of like, well, if I do all I can, do all I can, do all I can. And like, she was very aggressive, very, you know, very verbally and mentally abusive. Yeah. And, and like, I never felt that and realized that until like months after the relationship ended, I was like, holy hey. shit. Like, like I did everything I could to keep it going because I felt like it was my fault. Yep. I felt like I was the one doing this and pushing her to do what she's doing, but that just wasn't the case. Nope. Like it was, it was her doing everything and me just being this the guy that's like, well, if I do anything else, and then, then I'm the asshole or mm-hmm. I'm the piece of shit. And I know, was it still your fault after the fact? Did she still tell you that it was your fault? No, you know that's and that's what's surprising to me. She actually, uh, she's getting clean now, and I and I and I and I'm happy for her. And and for her. she actually like we talked on the phone a few months ago when she was in jail, and because we kind of have a kid together. And oh. yeah, crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah, that just surprise. Got me, there's, there's there's the, there's <laughs> okay. the plot twist right there, guys. <laughs> So we have a kid together and uh nobody stock Ben, all right. Yeah, don't Please. do it. <laughs> but I mean I mean we have a kid together, so my eyes is no matter what she's done to me, mm-hmm. as much as I try to respect her and be the respected person in this scenario, mm-hmm. it shows my son that hey, people are gonna treat you bad. People mm-hmm. are gonna beat you down. But if you keep that confidence and that encouragement inside you to be who you are. Then, then all those actions of those people will never define who you are. I like that. And so, and plus I wanted him to be, even though that his mom made those decisions, I didn't want him to beat his mom up for those decisions. So she, I mean, when we were on the phone, she called me, she was just like, yeah, you know, I just, just want to let you know, I really did treat you bad and I'm sorry. And this, this and that. And she goes, right. and she's like, you know, I appreciate everything you're doing now and what you did back then. She goes, it was never your fault. It was on me. And I was like, whoa shocking that's some mature stuff what the hell like am i I talking to the same person right now no but i have to ask you have you talked to her since then so i wrote her letter she's in rehab right now in california and i have not talked to her since then i've read her like i said i wrote her letter and i never received anything back but you know i still check up and with with her family and everything like how she's doing and everything like that and i guess she's she's doing well and doing what she needs to do and let's just hope she stays on that path and you know come in so very cool. I mean, that's just, I mean, I'm an open book. Like, I'll i will be who I need to be, and I don't care if people don't like what I say and it's what it is. Like, <laughs> I'm sure I'll probably get a little blowback from her family if they hear this, and that's fine, but it is what it is. I mean, that's my story. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm allowed to tell it. That's yeah. exactly right. You know, so. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But just like Katie was saying, there's two sides of every situation. <laughs> no, there for is. sure. Yeah. There is. So, uh, so, yeah, so you went through all that, and kind of like what, after that, after that live cast, like, were you doing the motivational speaking and the life coach before then or after that? I feel like my life has been a motivational speaking yeah. series. But yeah. <laughs> no, so 
We'll go back a little bit. So I did say that I was in a domestic violence situation. Um, I don't say that I'm a survivor anymore. I say that I'm a thriver from mm-hmm. that um, because I feel like a survivor is a victim standpoint. and I am not a victim. For sure. Never will be ever again. So I was married for three years to this man. And it took me two years to get divorced to him. I do have one daughter with him and I have a daughter with another man. Mentally or legally? Like, divorce him. <laughs> oh, I was like, legally my child? Yeah, <laughs> she like, was no, mine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's mine. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. But I mine. mean, like, it took you years to, to make the me... decision? No, no, no. I, le- like, he was in jail. Oh, okay. And it took me two years to legally get divorced from him oh, while he was in a jail cell. Oh, wow. So that's how far that control and manipulation Can't sign many papers in there. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, you can? Oh, yeah. He is All just right. such a very good manipulator that he was able to say and do whatever he needed to do to be able to suspend, like, or to um, keep it going. it going. Yeah. yeah. So here I am spending thousands of dollars on a lawyer oh, and wow. he's in a jail cell making nothing. See, and I, I thought it was like it. he was just avoiding, like, signing it. No, no. You know, like, oh, like he you was... couldn't make him sign anything in there. But is it like that? It, no, you can sign. I mean, those attorneys and stuff can make it so you oh, can do things. Okay. He just. His manipulation skills were so good that he knew financially it was wearing me thin. Yeah. So that's another form of abuse. Yeah, as he sure. was able to control my funds while he was still in jail. Wow. So after that's ridiculous. Yo, you know, and it's it was and really stressful. hard. It is yeah. because when I went in for this divorce, right, it took me a long time and a lot of stuff that he had done to me. But I walked into an into a lawyer's office. I set my phone on the table and I said, "Look, I don't want any money. I want to share my kid. I just want to be happy." Yeah, And I set my phone on the table so that he could see, and this was before I put him in jail, so this was a little bit before that, mm-hmm. um, so he could see how much the control was. And I don't, I didn't know you could text that much, but I'm pretty sure I got like 100 text messages in a minute. Oh, wow. I wow. mean, okay. Maybe not that many. I might be exaggerating, but it felt like it. Yeah. I mean, and it Just was Just one constant. after another, one yeah. after another. And yeah. it was, everything was always my fault. He's over doing the voice to text. Probably. I mean, it was insane how quickly those were coming through. But that was my way of justifying the fact that I knew that that's what he was doing. But in the time frame, again, in my head, I was terrified. So I didn't ever go anywhere without my dad. I went to this lawyer. I took my dad because I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. So we did this. And... Even after that control and me having an attorney, I mean, there were some other things that happened. He um, he wrecked my car. I ended oh, up wow. having to get a protective order. So there's a lot of other little situations that have happened in between this time. But his last final plea was to be able to financially drain me while he was in a jail cell. So it took me two years to legally be divorced from that man. Goodness. That makes more sense. Yeah, and then... Finally, I was able to change my name back to Hanson. Mm-hmm. So, well, it, you're very powerful for being able to get through that. Uh, yeah, it was really, really hard, and yeah. especially when you have um, two children mm-hmm. that are missing their father, fathers, but the other one disappeared also. So, um, it, it was very hard for both of them to understand why somebody would leave or somebody would do those things and luckily now my girls are older and i'm very transparent with both of them and they Mm. both know my side for sure so i don't i don't rob my youngest of her father i don't any of that don't talk down about it. no i've never said one bad thing the hard part is my oldest daughter remembers the situation she remembers me saying take your sister and hide in the closet you know she knows those things so now i have one sister fighting the other sister because 
they you know don't have the same opinion of this man yeah, and yeah. that's that's definitely like an impact being mm-hmm. a child and dealing with something like that i mean that's yeah. that's the kind of thing that sticks with you for a long time so it's hard to get rid of that you know mm-hmm. and not necessarily just to forget about it but to make them understand mm-hmm. well, and i'm it, sure you being a, a great mother <laughs> thank uh, you. i you know i would assume that in you know a certain amount of time you should be able to get that through to your daughter mm-hmm well, Especially <laughs> where they were old enough to understand. Now they to their are. Degree. Yeah. yeah. So she was, oh my gosh, three or four. I don't even remember. Three or four. And she got to see him for 35 minutes or 45 minutes one night. And that was the last time that she was able to see him. Wow. So we've gone through court stuff, you know, stuff is settled now. And he's happily married and somewhere else and good for him. You know, if yeah. that's his story. I actually did write him a thank you email while ago and it was never a thank you for what you put me through but it was a thank you for helping me find me an experience yeah yeah thank yeah. you you know that was me owning my story and that was me figuring out what i could do and, and now you've kind of like blossomed into like yeah. your own career path yeah. it looks like I, I found my gift yeah exactly well yeah. not just owning your own story but like yep. like a speck of contra- conquering your own fear right mm-hmm. so like writing him and, and and telling him thank you for you know letting me be me and this this and that and da 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 I mean, that's that's owning your story, but conquering your fear at the same time. Well, and I wasn't even really thanking him for letting me be me because I fought myself to be. I for fought sure, yeah. everything to be myself. I mean, I still even to this day, I have triggers and things that I go through, you know, in my current relationships where I'm like, oh, my gosh, did I really just do that? Because yeah. it triggered something from my past. So my no, thank you sure. note to him was, hey. Thank you for empowering me to be myself. Thank you for giving me the power as a woman to be able to stand on my two feet and fight against this for other people. So the same thing happened with my oldest father. He actually left when she was 18 months old. He's homeless on the street somewhere down South Salt Lake. He has nothing to do with his daughter. He reached out to me a couple months ago, something like that. And he told me that I am at where I am at because of him. Oh. oh, I was so angry. So it's like <laughs> yeah, that's when the redhead came yeah, out. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. look here, guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, because he called me, and I mean, you're too old to be playing the blame game. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, this is another form of abuse. So yeah. I went through mm-hmm. it with these two men. One was both my children's fathers. So I actually was so angry that I had to call for some advice. <laughs> and he was like, look, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to stand your ground and, and to be thankful for what he's taught you. And I was like, okay, wait, I already did this with one person. Yeah. <laughs> now I got to do it with this other person. So I did. I took a night. I'm, I was so angry. I cried, like bawling my eyes out. And he calmed me down and said, look, you need to, you need to say what you need to say. So I did the same thing. I wrote him a thank you note and was like, look, I'm not where I'm at because of you, but thank you again for empowering me and helping me be who I am today. No, for so sure. now yeah. because of all of that, I get to do Katie's Crazy Corner. Yeah. And I get to empower other people to see that there is light after everything that you can go through. Exactly. I, I yeah. agree. There's, al- there's always light at the end of the tunnel, right? Mm-hmm. Like no matter what darkness brings, no matter what happens in your life, there's always that one light that's going to get you through it and make your life for the better. But and a lot of people don't see that. No, they don't. That's and, the problem. And like, I'll come through like with being who I am and where I am now. It's taken a lot for me, mm-hmm. uh, especially because I grew up with, you know, my, my dad's Mexican and he had a certain standpoint in how to raise your children. And like we. I was going <laughs> to say, I've so heard that. I've <laughs> <laughs> so, heard that recently. <laughs> so like um, he, he used to beat us and like he'd beat us good. And like coming from what Sparks says. So um, I did grow up with three sisters. You know, I have an older sister 
uh, a younger sister to me and then a young our youngest sister who literally just barely took uh, turned 21 last year. But when we were living in this two bedroom house, like things were tough. You know, he was he was very tough on us. Like it was, why are you crying? And it's like if we didn't give him a good reason why we were crying, then he said, well, then I'm going to give you something to cry about. Yeah. And like he beat us with the I've belt. I've heard that one. Like we got beat with a belt. We got beat with several things. And like he was very. OK, wait, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. But I have to ask a question before I forget. No, go, go no, on. go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you're telling me that you you're Mexican, correct? Yeah. So what you are saying and a lot of the words that you are using is a lot of things that I heard from my ex husband. So my ex husband was Colombian. Yes, my last name was Diaz. Mm-hmm. I am the whitest white girl you will ever meet. So mm-hmm. when people tried to speak Spanish to me, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Because I'm super white, but. <laughs> I'm I'm curious now because I've made this connection and I don't know why it took me to this moment because I've heard it before, but apparently, I don't know. So, <laughs> how it, I know I don't even know how to ask this question. Based off of the way that you were raised mm-hmm. and those words that you were you heard, mm-hmm. that is a race isn't the right word. What's the right word? I. Culture. Yeah, culture. Thank you. Yeah. Coming from Jeremy over Coming here. Thanks, Jer- Jeremy. Thanks, yeah. Jeremy. <laughs> Can we just touch down on that real quick? Uh, so Jeremy's here. Uh, she came down, with, or he came down with Katie. And uh, Ben, you, you said you know a little bit about him? No. Oh, well, yeah, we talked a little bit real quick. And I mean, he's Jeremy Martin. So he's also a, a life coach, personal coach, <laughs> motivational speaker. Um, also, he wrote a book. Too. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you guys uh, look up behind the mask, I mean, that's a, a book that he wrote and it's kind of crazy. We made a connection. He's also Mexican with a little bit of Irish, like kind of how I am. So like, that's, that's kind of like a cool connection. Like that's where we get our tallness from is from the, from the Irish side. So I'm pretty happy about that. I'm not a short little Mexican. <laughs> like I, so I got, much. like, I would say I got more, a more brownness tint to me than he does, but I mean, he's bigger than me. So I mean, hey, and side note, <laughs> Katie's on the cover of said book. Oh, oh wow. just so that we're all, we're all aware. Of all right, so so the whole Katie the whole ride is cohesive right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. But no. <laughs> now that I got the word culture, yeah. Okay, thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> Appreciate it. The word two cents over there in the corner. It's great. <laughs> you would say culture wise, culturally, culture. culturally. Thank you. Words are really hard. How many shots have you had? <laughs> Not enough to be like this. You sound like me on the last podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> culturally. Um, would you say that that's why, and I, and I don't want you to speak for him. Obviously everybody's story is different, but I'm, I'm picking your brain a little bit more because your culture is a little different than mine. I grew up in a white family, white parents, Scottish, Irish, all that on my side. Parents are still married happily. I, don't know, I heavily married. relate. There's these super white people here. <laughs> but would you say that that have, and, and I noticed a lot with his mom. I mean, his dad, mom and dad were divorced, but his mom was a little bit more strict. Mom, you know, wife should be in the kitchen. Whatever I can else. also relate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. I'm being honest. So would you, would you say that had a big impact on how he would have been taught in treating me um and this is just your opinion by the way people listening this is opinion. it's, it's kind of crazy because i mean in hispanic culture as far as latin culture i wouldn't say hispanic because hispanics more leaned in toward to mexicans from mexico but in the natural course of latinos i would say yes 
just okay. because in Latino culture, they're they're taught that the men are supposed to be men and the women mm-hmm. are supposed to be women. So the women are supposed to know when to speak, when not to speak, to eat, to when to have food ready on the table and everything like that. So, I mean, I've, I've experienced that in my life as far as seeing my parents grow as their relationship. Sure, they've almost got divorced several times mm-hmm. because of certain fights and things like that. But, yeah, I would have to say from being Latino as he is, mm-hmm. as, especially from Colombia, I mean, those guys are... Guys are harsh. I mean, they're very, they're very hot. I would say they're more hot-headed than most Latinos are. Um, that's even coming from like you know Puerto Ricans, Cubanos, and Mexicanos, you know Brazilians, you know, and everything like that. But I would say Colombia is like the most like hot-headed people, especially because that's where a lot of hate is drawn from. I mean, especially like right there, especially where Venezuela is. There's a lot of hate in inside that Latino culture right there. So. I would say yes. I mean, in my opinion, yes. Okay. Just because I've experienced the Latin culture through my whole life. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. It wasn't always negative. But it had a point. But it, there, there, there had those points, you know. Like, okay. my dad, I wouldn't say, I'm just going to say this slightly. Sorry, dad. I love you. And I know you changed. But <laughs> he beat the shit out of us for, yeah. for, for, some, for reasons. Don't get me wrong. There were some reasons I probably should have been spanked and, and disciplined. But I got the shit kicked out of me. Like, one story, like, one experience that I will always hold dear and remember is I stole for the first time when I was younger. And oh, yeah, dude. And, and and not just from any store. So my my parents own like my, my family owns a catering company. It was Pokemon cards, huh? No, it was it was a, it was a goddamn freaking candy bar dude. Oh How my stupid, God, right? Yeah. What, what an idiot, right? So it's okay. I got caught stealing the little chiclet, those little tiny chiclet gum. Yeah. And All my right. dad made me take it back. So the ice has I been broken. <laughs> I stole Pokemon cards as a kid and I got fucking whooped, okay. man. Because I got busted. Shopco's got great cameras Shopco everywhere. Great Holy cameras. shit. <laughs> well, this is from and this is from a store that's in our community of Payson, and my family does business with them monthly with it with the the catering business that they own. And I got caught my mom my dad were all heated and my dad's famous line every time we did something stupid was don't you ever use your brains <laughs> yeah that's just that was just his famous line. don't you ever use your brains basically like don't you ever think before you do something i was yeah. like that's a question or is yeah. that a, a well, demand when i got when i got don't older you ever use your brain when i got older i like i smart off and i was like no and that was the, that was the worst thing of my just the worst thing i could ever do but no so back to that so he got mad at me and we're in the, we're in our new house there's a flight of stairs and then it goes down and then it kinks to the to the right. And he basically Spartan kicked me down those stairs. And I roll, boom, 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 boom. Being a bigger kid as as I was, and my dad being as small as he is, like when you pissed him off, you pissed him off. Yeah. And he and how he came with this Goliath strength, I don't know. And he kicked kicked me down the stairs and dude, I was concussed. I didn't know what was going on. I was like trying to crawl to my room. And he grabbed me by my hair and just kept punching me and punching me and punching me. And we got, and he was like dragging me, dragging me to my room by my hair and threw me on the freaking, on my bed. And that's when I heard the belt come off. And then he just started whipping me, whipping me, whipping me. over here nodding his head in agreement. And like he he beat the piss out of me. Like that is the, that was the worst whooping my dad's ever given me. And it lasted for days. Like I was sore from my body, like tumbling down the stairs. My, I mean, I guarantee I had a concussion, not just from the stairs being falling down the stairs, but being hit in the head. Yeah. And you know, my, and we look back on it now. My dad's like, "Sorry, Michael, I'm sorry, I did that too." Dad, I'm like, "It's fine. You know, I pissed you off. It is what it is." 
And like, and my mom's like, yeah, your dad did go too far, but he's changed. And I'm like, oh, no, he is. But coming back to a relationship as far as your kids go, my little sister don't remember a lot of things that my dad did to us. Yeah. And so like you lucked out, little sis. Yeah, he was nuts back then. Like, just kidding. Like I'm like, and I told her even the struggle that we had. Like she didn't remember because she was so young. Like she doesn't remember that we had to take cold showers because we couldn't pay the pay the gas bill. She doesn't remember that we had to eat beans and rice for months because that's all we could afford. She doesn't remember that you know the church had to provide Christmas for us because my my parents couldn't buy it. You know, so there's some things that we kind of you know we me and my little sister kind of go back and forth because because she, she'll say something and I'm like, well, you don't remember this. And she goes, there we go. Going off again about this, this and yeah. that. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, you need to realize that's how it was back then for us. Mm-hmm. And we got beat. Like my dad used to beat the shit out of my little sister. Cause she just didn't know when to shut the hell up. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like I, we tell her like Lucy, shut up. You won't get hit anymore. If you just shut the hell You're up, picking a fight with the wrong like, guy. Yeah, yeah. Like shut up. Like we got hit with the, you he know, brought you here. The, <laughs> he will take you out. Like we got hit with the fly swatter. I remember he broke a broom over her back. Like it was, he was very aggressive. And I would have to say the moment I seen my, my dad change was when my mom called the cops on him. <laughs> and this has got to relate heavily like, to the whole like, domestic this, violence. You know what I'm saying? This, yeah. So yeah. like, I will have to say, like, I came home because my sisters called me because I guess my dad beat the shit out of my little sister that day. It was a Sunday. I remember plainly because I was at my buddy Cody's house and they called me and I came home. And this is when my grandpa was still alive. He lived like right down the street from us. He moved from uh, from Sacramento to to Payson just to be closer to us. I'm sorry, Sacramento to Payson. Yeah, it's quite the change. Yeah, well, my <laughs> that's my, extreme. Well, yeah. well I'm like Spanish is, Fork to Payson. So that's like a which is miles. crazy, right? So I was like 15, 16 at the time, and. That was probably the first time we've had my grandpa in our lives since I was one or two. So he kind of reconnected with my mom and came back and moved down the street just to be closer to us, which was really awesome because me and my grandpa had a great relationship. But anyways, back to this. Um, So I came home and there was three cops there Mm -hmm. and we know them. We're in a small town. You know, we know who everybody is. I'm like, what's going on? Like, no, don't go in there. Your mom and dad are arguing. I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm coming in. So I pushed it through the freaking both cops. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I Let just, just touched down. How old were you? I was 16. No, I was, I was swearing. Also old enough to be like, what the, the fuck, fuck is going yeah. on? Yeah. All right. And, 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 yeah, there's four. an 11 year old kid. He's like, Hey, hey what hey. the fuck? <laughs> no, I was, I was in high school and I see my dad packing his stuff. And I was like, what is going on, mom? And you're, and she tells me, she's like, he beat, the, he, he kept beating your sister. And I told him to stop and he wouldn't stop. And then I called the cops and I was like, Oh shit. Okay. And we're done. We're getting divorced. Da, 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 da. At that moment, my dad don't show any emotion. I don't know any Latino man that shows any emotion at all. I'm sure you can agree with me, Jeremy. Like, there's just no emotion. Any Latino woman or, or men. Just no emotion. That's the first time I seen my dad. Like, I looked him straight in the eyes, and he had the look that he lost everything. Mm-hmm. That was a rock-bottom look for him. And I would have to say it wouldn't have gotten better if my grandpa wasn't there. He went and lived with my grandpa for a few months, and if my grandpa wasn't there, I don't think my parents' relationship would be as strong as as it is today. So are they still married? They're still married. Wow. Yeah. So okay. yeah, them. still married. Still, and my dad's changed. Like, I, I I make a joke because as the older my dad gets, the funnier he gets. <laughs> like he still has his attitude and get pissed off and da 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 da. Yeah. Like like any person, right? But no, like he's really changed his life after that point. Like he, say he's matured and like learned like, from experience. He's so known like the, beating the, right the shit out of us isn't the best thing, right? Yeah. You know, he 
got to the point of, you know, talking to us and being verbal with us. And instead of having all that anger, he was able to find out how to express himself. Sometimes it's still hard for him, but he still kind of verbally talks to us now. And it's crazy because I tell him, like, you know, the, you know, like I said, the older he gets, the funnier he gets. And the older my mom gets, the honor he should get. So, like, it's I'm like, you guys are kind of doing the backwards thing here. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. but no, like, I mean, as far as domestic violence, like I said, I wasn't married or anything in, into that something like that. But I was a kid who grew up in an abusive home mm-hmm. and not just an abusive home, but a poor abusive home. Yeah. And, you know, money's not everything, but money does, you know, help culturally what happens you know in certain things of certain aspects as far as attitude and stress and everything like well, that it's another form of abuse mm-hmm. really it um, really is financial abuse is yeah. a thing yeah yeah mm-hmm. so and like i said and like you said before like you know people do change for the better and mm-hmm. people do change to you know make sure that everything their surroundings are, um, around them are a lot better than they were before and I, i'm just so grateful that my dad finally saw that what he was doing wasn't right mm-hmm. and what he was taught when he was you know a kid or what he went through when he was a kid is not a way that he should raise his kids mm-hmm. and sure like i mean i kind of try to not be like that with my son i try not to say hey you know like try to spank him as much i try to i try to talk to him a little bit more and just and let him understand like hey we don't do those type of things let him know you're serious like you know there's there's sometimes i give him a, like when he really kind of pushes my buttons i'm like okay hey, you got two choices either you go to timeout or you get my foot in your ass there's two choices i say easy way or hard way <laughs> yeah. and apparently yeah. that's enough that my girls yeah. are like okay easy way i'm like Man. i like and, that that that's a lot that's a lot nice and i and i and i try not to bring the experiences that i had when i was a kid to raising my child mm-hmm. because it's hard. You know, I do have a temper sometimes and I do let it get the best of me sometimes. Just everybody like everybody does. else does. Yeah. But I, I, I try not to spank my kid or hit my kid like how we were hit because it's just, just not the way that need, need, it needs to be. You know, I just, I do like, I said, I do talk to him and say, Hey, I'm like, Hey Papa, Hey, we don't do that stuff. Remember we don't do, we don't do stuff like that. Like, and he'd be like, he'll look at me and I'm like, and then he like gives me this attitude. Yes. He's three. I get it. <laughs> I understand. Okay. <laughs> you think he has an attitude yet? Yeah, I, I know. Mine is almost 17. Yeah. So, so, so like I'm, I'm, I'm preparing myself for the yeah. future because I'm getting it stuck in his head now. Like you can have my foot in your ass or you can just listen to what I say mm-hmm. and not do it. Will I ever put my foot in his ass? Probably not, but I, I mean, wait till he's older. Yeah, wait, yeah. Older. When he gets older, I got my hands full. That's for when that's short. all you have left is a last resort. I got to touch down on that too. I I think that you know, not to to dim down the situation for Katie or, or what she's been through or many of the women out there or men that have dealt with the same thing, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it you got to look at it in a way of like you would you be the same person if you didn't go through that oh and i know i wouldn't be. do you feel like you're a better person oh, after yeah. going through that and that's you know people call and tell me their stories they'll message me and tell me their stories and the first thing i always say is i don't tell you i'm sorry yeah, yeah. because i'm not sorry because what you've been through has made you who you are do i understand your pain absolutely will i help you heal from it 100 percent. but mm-hmm. i am not sorry because what you have been through is making you the person that you are sitting in front of me right now today you and know? see that kind of touches on what we talked about last on our last podcast of Sometimes what we're going to say to you as far as advice wise is probably something you're not going to want to hear. Oh, we'll be, exactly. We're very blunt with what we say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll you be know? honest. And like yeah. I said, like we had that, like I told that saying, like, sit down, you beautiful bitch. I'm about to fuck you up with some truth. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. but, but that's the truth, though. I mean, in this day and age now, we especially, you know, growing up in how old we are now. I don't know. You're like, what, 30? 
Yeah. 29. <laughs> 29. 27 next month. <laughs> Jeremy must be 28 then. <laughs> but you're, you're, you're you in know, your 30s, right? Yeah, I'm 34. Okay, 34. Okay, so mm-hmm. see, I mean, we're... We're all styling. We're yeah. young bucks. All so of us. We're still, we're still Glad to have that, you. that younger generation of where, you know... Where was it going with this? I just totally lost my... Um, Alcohol. Being honest. Yeah, just being kidding. honest. Like, While drunk, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> like just, just a being honest, right? Yeah. And we're not, we're not going to sugarcoat things nope. because... Not, and that kind of comes into the spec spectrum of how we were raised a little bit is like with me, nothing was sugarcoated with me. Like it was, it was a hard truth and that's just what it was. See, and that's completely different with me though. I grew True. up, my parents were great. Was I a bad kid? Probably. Yeah. But you know, I was, grew up in a normal, normal air quoting that one. Like life. you're grounded. No, no cell phone for, yeah. Okay. But hold Pretty on. standard stuff. I didn't get a cell phone until I was. 16 so okay. i had a pager and oh. two pagers no pagers so i didn't have a pager <laughs> yeah i mean i know no. i say i'm 27 but i had a pager. no palm pilot she's no the kim possible everybody call me beat me if you want to reach me <laughs> that's right you learned how to spell boobies upside down yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we did that but that's what I, like my upbringing was completely different so the way that i was taught i was taught to believe in love right i was taught to believe in family i was taught that that's what i wanted mm-hmm. so then when i I found that what I thought I found was that I did everything in my power to be able to keep that right so Mm -hmm. my upbringing really physically didn't have anything to do with it because I wasn't beat my parents never hit me I don't think I don't remember if they did I'm sorry parents if you did like I I blocked it out (laughs) I don't I mean I'm pretty sure when I was little little I got spanked my sister told me I did but I don't remember yeah so as eating you know, the chocolate milk powder, oh, no. dad's pissed. <laughs> I, I did brown sugar and little spoons under my bed. Anyways, story. <laughs> oh, okay. I know. A whole nother but, level. Whole nother story. But for me, because I grew up with a happy marriage and within my family, I wanted that family aspect, which is why I let what happened happened. Because I was made to believe that it was my fault. But I was also taught to believe in love. So I loved this man. Yeah. I was going to put up with whatever I could to do. To, with just to it. just to be with him, yeah, right? because I just wanted to, a family to push forward into a future. Yes. No, so I, I, yeah. I mean, my first child's father chose drugs over me, and he left. So now here I am, eighteen years old. Again, I had my oldest when I was eighteen. I was eighteen years old, and I'm I'm a single mom. Yeah, right. I didn't finish high school. I had to go back. I was a super senior. Like I was trying to figure shit out on my own. And then I had this guy come around that was my superhero. He mm-hmm. played dad. He the was white this, knight. Yeah, he was this amazing person that came in, showed me love, wanted, you know. That was Hispanic. Yeah. Well, he didn't look Hispanic, okay. by the way. He looked white, but his last name was Diaz. Just so you know, but... guys, you don't have to be brown to be Latino, okay? Yes, but I wanted to make the point. <laughs> Jeremy's laughing at me. It's not very nice. But anyways, so for me, that's like, that's how I grew up. And then mm-hmm. when all of this was happening, I I I accepted it mm-hmm. until you mentioned calling the cops. And that's mm-hmm. that's a statement I use quite a bit. Is that as soon as you call the cops one time, the next time it's gonna be easier. The next time it's gonna be easier. Yeah. And it got to the point where they knew my name. Mm-hmm. I could got- just call and be like, Hey, it's Katie, and I'd have people at They're my like, house. What is it now? No, like they knew me, right? Yeah. And I had I mean, I even had a situation where he threw a rock through my front window Holy at 3 a.m. and 3 a.m. 3 a.m. My girls and I were all asleep, and I thought somebody was breaking into my house. So I had, I had to pull my kids into my room, and this was after I'd kicked them out and everything else. And so, cops showed up, 
and searched my house with guns drawn. I had two little babies. And then wow. miraculously, here comes my drunk ex-husband up the driveway who did not know that this had happened, was not told that this had happened, but wanted to check on his children. So I still to this day have not had the confirmation that he knew what was going on. But how else would you know? So for me, it took me the first time calling the cops and he was there. And then it took me the second time. I mean, I, I couldn't even count how many times I've, I've had to flee in my car to the cop station, like the cop station. I gotta station. say, wow. it probably took station. you yes. quite a while of uh, being comfortable with this person before it, it was enough to be like, all right, I'm out, I'm done, I'm, I'm bouncing, you know? Yeah, and you know, it was weird because it was actually our three-year wedding anniversary to the day, mm. oh, wow. and he chose to do something else instead of be with his family. That is not a way to celebrate. No, and I was at my parents' house, and for some reason that was enough for me. I don't yeah. know what had clicked, I don't know why. But now remember, even after that point, it still took me two years. So no, there was a time sure, yeah. where I did, I had to get a protective order. I did all of these things, but then I went back to him. So mm. we dated again between all of that, but nobody knew. I didn't tell my parents. Nobody knew that we were dating. Yeah. And then it took, you know, all these other bad things happening for me to finally have the power and the... To strength. say enough is enough. Yeah, but that's that cycle. So there is a cycle of abuse that I'm very fond of at this mm-hmm. point and understand fully that it always goes around so you always start with the oh i love you so very much you're amazing nothing's your fault i take blame for everything and mm-hmm. then it's okay well maybe it's not your fault some of it's some of it's mine some of it's yours and then yeah. it goes to everything is your fault i hate you and then it goes back so you're in this continual cycle it is a cycle who's abusive mm-hmm. and they and you can go and and once you learn that you're in that cycle you can pinpoint when people are that way with you that makes sense yeah so, well, before we like get too far into this podcast, I know mm-hmm. anybody that's listening now, we you know we appreciate you guys for being here with us and and listening to what we got to say. But I just want to ask uh, Katie a couple questions. Yes. So, if somebody was dealing with this, I assume your channel and your you know connections, mm-hmm. you might be able to be the person they come to to express themselves. Hundred percent. So, if say I was dealing with that and I wanted to come to you, uh, what would your advice be at that point? For the cycle of abuse? Uh, for getting a hold of you and also, uh, you know, if you have any advice for someone going through that. So, to get a hold of me, you can find me online, katiescrazycorner.com. Also, Facebook, Katie's Crazy Corner. Um, my advice for somebody is I always ask somebody to tell me their story mm-hmm. before I give any advice. Yeah. I ask for people what they're going through right now. Because if I find out that somebody is still in the situation, they're still with them, they're still dating, they're married, whatever, no matter that cycle. Yeah, no matter what I say isn't gonna matter. It's not gonna stick. No. So I ask them to explain it to me. And then once I can get them to say one thing that I can connect to, then I share my story. Look, Mm -hmm. understand hundred percent am I sorry? At that point, yeah, I I get I get how you feel, right? So I try and connect something that I have been through with that person and show them, look, I went through the same thing. It's like you're trying to build awareness in them. Yeah, and I'm trying to have a connection, right? I want them to understand, A, you're not the only person on the planet that's going through this. There's tons of people, men and women, that go through it. So my way is to be able to connect with them on that phase. Then they can see, oh, my gosh, okay, she was able to break that cycle. Maybe I, you know, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. So that's usually, I don't, I try not to give advice that way to start. And, until you can find that certain connection, exactly, right? Exactly. Because okay. what might work for you might not work for somebody else. And so I'm not going to come to you and be like, oh, my gosh, you should just pack your shit and leave. Like, yeah. no, because I don't. I don't know what that scenario is. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of people that have their friends, you know. So, hey, my friend is going through this. My advice to them is to just sit and listen. 
don't accuse, don't press, don't go, oh my gosh, you're, your husband's so abusive. Because what they're going to do is they're going to shut down, they're going to close you out, and they're going to back away. Fight they're going to defend fight. him. Mm-hmm. Because they know, A, if he finds out that she was talking about him to somebody else. She's she's going to get the worst yeah, part. Yeah, when she And not just home, she, but him too, yep, right? Yep, it's all going to come back to him. So the best thing to do is to just sit and listen. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, kind of, hey, are you sure that that's an okay thing? Like, are you sure you're okay? You know, then it then it becomes awareness of, oh, is this not supposed to be okay? But the more you point and blame the worse it's going to be when they go back. For so sure. the only thing I can ever say is just listen, just be there. Unless you see physically, like if you don't hear from somebody and you knew something bad was going to happen, call the cops hundred percent, do a well check, whatever. Don't go by yourself. I do not like it when men are like, Oh my God, I'm going to kick his ass. No, no. Now you're starting that cycle again. You're doing the exact thing. You don't want that man to do to that woman. I get it. you makes you angry, but don't do that. Call somebody else to take care of it. Call the police. If you want to go be there, great. I'll have to tell you, I've, I've, I've kind of fallen into that cycle. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be honest, because with my ex, you know, like I said, she left me. She went with some other dude and, you know, was her drug dealer, um, which that's nice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he was very abusive. And you could tell he was abusive. He's very controlling and everything like that. And, I mean, he's he did say a lot of things to me that kind of would get me riled up. And I'm like, dude, like, you don't know who the fuck you're fucking with. Like, mm-hmm. if I really wanted to come do something, like, I'll come do something. Like, dude, watch your mouth. And He's relentless. Know, Look and, at <laughs> and, you know, but 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 that's true, though. Like, it got to the point to where, you know, I was saying things. And, and then I realized I just need to shut my mouth. Mm-hmm. I just need to shut up, stay out of it let her family handle it. And then I'm just going to be here for my kid. Yep. Being the bigger person, be the bigger person. Because at that point, what I'm doing is making it worse for her. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I just had to shut up. Yep. And then once I, once she finally was able to get away from him, then I'm like, okay, that's now I can pop off. Yeah. And that's, and that's the part that's hard, right? Is it makes it so that you have so much you want to say to that person. Oh man. And it just, cause you see it, oh. you from the outside looking in, see that cycle, you see what's happening. But as soon as you open your mouth and you do what you're, what that person's doing, you're now stuck in that same cycle and yeah. you're doing the same shit that that person's oh, doing. Oh, for sure. So as soon as you can see the separation and they can see, you know, your ex or whatever can see what was happening when she was in that relationship. Yeah. Then it's easier to talk to that person. And yeah. then they go, Oh my gosh, you're right. Holy yeah. cow. So, and like what different. sent, like what sent me over the edge is like the, the day she finally was able to like left him is that, uh, she, he was like kicking her out and was being an asshole to her. And you know, he took her phone because he was paying for her phone at the time. Mm-hmm. And she was waiting for mom to pick her up. And so she was waiting in the garage and he's like, no, get the hell out of the garage. And this is like middle of winter. Yeah. And he's, if you don't leave, I'm going to pour water on you. <laughs> yeah. And he poured water on her in the middle of fucking winter. And I'm like, and I'm, and it, it got me so freaking mad because it's yeah. like, no matter what she did to me, no matter what happened, no matter all the shit she did to me, I never got to a point of one, laying my hands on her to being that over aggressive asshole. Right. Yeah. And another one, it's like, that's my son's mom. Like, fuck you. Yeah. And I had to just, express myself to somebody like my buddy who's like my buddy Wyatt because I, I had expressed myself to him because he was like the only one that was able to kind of give me reasoning he's like yeah you could go kick the shit out of him yeah you could do this but what yeah. if she goes back I'm that like God. I'm like I'm like you're right and he goes okay yeah. just make sure she's finally done with him make sure she's finally out and she was she finally was done with him she's finally out they got her in a rehab and everything's good now and I'm good. like and now I'm to the point like fuck him yeah <laughs> Karma's going to get them either way, right? You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm not worried about it now. I'm more focused on being on my, you know, working on my company. I'm more focused on raising my child. 
I'm focused on being this positive person and this is that and but can it, you you sorry no this go ahead. is huge and this is what I say on mine so that was really weird I'm like okay shut up I'm gonna say something yeah no go no yeah no go ahead no go ahead cut me off when I when you got something to say that's cool like Katie's I'm, in charge no yeah. so, no so for me like everything you're saying and this is this is what I do on my show yeah. is literally still while you're talking to me you're owning every piece of your story yeah so i want to make sure like again on katie's crazy corner that's what i do i make sure as people are talking and they understand what they're talking that i want you to see as you're speaking it Mm -hmm. you're owning it oh yeah which is really cool yeah thank you for bringing me on so i can watch you own your story no no for sure well and it's just like too like you know when i when i'm working like i run a collision company during the day and when i'm when i'm when i'm screwing up I tell my boss, if I'm screwing up, tell me. Because if I can't, if, if you're not mm-hmm. telling me and I can't own up to it, then I'm not learning. Yep. You know what exactly I mean? So right. that's just kind of where we're at. And especially in life, if we're, if we're doing something wrong, it takes time, not just for ourselves to realize it, but help from other people to help us realize that we're doing something wrong. Yep. To bring us back to reality, to kind of go back and say, hey, I did do that, but now mm-hmm. this is where I'm at now. You just got the cut off finger over there. I yeah, I think so. He's like, hey, yeah. it's He's time like, to wrap it up, talking. motherfucker. Like, shut the hell up. We're we're in this an hour and a half. It's getting yeah. way too long. So. Yeah. No, no. I appreciate everybody that's been here and listening to the podcast. You know, it's good to have Katie here. Uh, everyone go visit her website, visit her podcast. Wait, you got a website? It's katiescrazycorner.com. All right. Just another reminder for everybody. But, you know, remember to stay relentless. Uh, we'll see you guys back on the next podcast. Katie, sure. good to have you. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thanks again for driving an hour. Yeah, you're welcome. To come down here to Shitsville, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I didn't say that. I just said it would be a feat. Hey, it's cows and fields. Cows like and we fields. <laughs> well, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. And Jeremy, thanks for coming and being on there, you know, being here with us as thank well you. to have that little voice, you know, right there know, next to her. Me. So that yeah. was really good. So <laughs> we appreciate it. And again, guys, if you guys want to check out Jeremy's book, his name, it is called Behind the Mask. Where can they find it? Amazon. Amazon. So go to Amazon. And Kindle. And Kindle. Okay, perfect. So then you guys go on Amazon or Kindle, mm-hmm. search Behind the Mask. You'll see K- K- Katie's face on there, right? Well, it's half my face. Yes, it's covered by a mask. Oh, okay. <laughs> mask. Yeah, okay. But you can recognize that. Hence the name. Yeah. <laughs> All right, perfect, guys. Just remember out there, be relentless, stay happy. Love y'all. Peace. Peace.